It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. The summer solstice edition of the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Yeah. This morning on the show, we were talking about... Trying to find out who our oldest listener would be. Mm-hmm. Who's the oldest friend of this show? Yeah, we would like to track them down, and if so, I would love to have them in studio. Uh, if we could do, if we could actually crown them, that would be great. You had the idea to get a picture of them to put on the wall, kind of like they like do with the, the queen. queen. Yeah, yeah, but it's our oldest listener. I, I see exactly where it would go to. Yeah. There's a perfect spot in the studio for it. Because we had a, a request this morning, I saw a request from someone who called themselves Old Man Troy, but Troy's only 53, and we're yep. like, you don't get the title Old Man Troy at you 53, not. you're not that old. Mm-mm. So we got a video up on our Instagram right now, the oldest listener so far I think is 75. Yes. So that's not bad. That's pretty good. It's a, somebody's grandma who listens every other day, apparently, at least. So Considering yeah, like, the content and yep. uh, the type of music that we play, totally. that's pretty cool. Pretty big deal. So my grandma is 92 years old. I take her out for supper every Sunday. My, me and my sister, we take her out for supper. And in my vehicle, I've always got X going, you know that. Yep. And there was a couple Sundays ago, there was a clip of you and Shauna on one of your goofy-ass things you guys were saying. And she's like, what is this? So I turned it up, and she was listening, and she just turns, she's like, Robert, what are you listening to? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is X. I listen to him every morning. She's like... I need to get that radio station. Really? So, oh. Yeah, so I tell, I tell guys, so they have a they have a podcast because she likes audiobooks. She can't see very well, but okay. she, she likes audiobooks. So my uncle actually got her a new radio, so she wants me to program to try to figure out how to get her your guys' podcast because I told her this this, this was common. This is all the stuff they talk about. And it was probably both butts, I'm sure. That's <laughs> she just <laughs> laughed her she just kept laughing. She didn't, we got to the restaurant. She didn't want to get out of the car. She's like, I want to hear more. What? That's awesome. Yeah. What? What's hey. her name, Rob? Louise. We Louise. Call her Weezy. So, Louise, we're going to have her, like, in the background, and, and if this is the truth, we are going to have to probably have her in, but we will, we're going to put an open call out for, to see if we can find who the oldest listener is, but yeah, yeah maybe she's in. Yeah, well, she, she's not, like I say, she's not a regular listener, but if right. she's in my vehicle, she heard that, she just couldn't stop laughing, she's just... You're not a regular listener yet. No, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah. so there's no, potential. She wants, she wants me to set up to, to the podcast, so... I um, told her, so they had to give me a chance, but she might she might have a different opinion once the thin caves start getting talked about. Yeah, that's uh, where she draws hey, the line. You never know. Hey. Let's say my mom um, works with this older lady. She helps her out a few days a week. I think the woman's in her mid-80s. Her name is Rosemary, and she loves our our podcast too they listen while they're driving around so I don't know maybe maybe there are some old ladies out there that have our sense of humor yeah but I think I think the, when you get to a podcast it's different than listening to the radio station because some people don't want to listen to the newer music true but yeah. they still like the updated version of news and current events well that's like my parents like they wouldn't listen for the music they like to hear us but yeah. when the music comes on my dad will always make some interesting comments about the music so yeah yeah so yeah, maybe, maybe it's more, you might have older podcast listeners than you do have. I will, next time, next time I have grandma in a car, I'll probably take her for supper Sunday. I'll try to get a video of everyone yep. listening. Yeah, we do. We would love that. We love awesome. that so right. much. Okay. 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 Well, say hi to her for us. All right, Rob? Yeah. Will do. On today's show, yesterday we met with our boss and he's like, why do you rattle off everything that's coming up on the show? Yeah. 
I was like, well, I just thought in case anyone hears a segment that they like, maybe they'll... But you're right, it is a bit long. I mm-hmm. do kind of get... Probably tune me out after a while. So here's what we'll do instead. We'll just tell you a few things that are coming up on today's show. Yep. We're going to talk about downsizing. We're going to talk about another thing you can't look cool doing. We're going to talk about a music moment in history we would like to return to. All that and more after your out-of-context clip of the show. How was that? And more. That was good. More precise? Yeah, that was more precise for sure. You and your long body. You and your long body. How long is that body, Please tell me. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was watching the news earlier this week, and there was this lovely British couple, and they were being interviewed, and they have what I would call kind of the quintessential British grandparent voices. Like, you hear their voices, and I was just like, they just sound like the most pure, magical people. And it, <laughs> there's something about the British accent that I always find that if they're older people and they have a certain one. But I have a quick clip here. Just just have a listen to them. There's been some odd weather for this time of year. The westerlies that are normal over the Atlantic haven't appeared. They're just beginning to appear more now. Debbie will be the first lady to captain a balloon across the Atlantic. And the other thing is, we live in Sussex in England. West Sussex. And we do have an East Sussex as well, don't we? So the two of them just... The way they were talking to one another and the voices they have, and they're talking about this hot air balloon that they're planning on <laughs> launching out of New Brunswick. That's what they're talking about, and it's in Sussex or near Sussex School or whatever. And I just hear that, and I'm like, I don't know what it is about those voices, but it just makes me happy. They do have great voices, great accents. Yes. Not every British accent is so gentle on the ears. No. But there's definitely is. You could listen to that all day. Yeah. It's just, you sometimes hear those, and you're like, they are... I feel like they can't be evil people. They're you, just pure. You two just say nice things to each other and Please I'll fall do. asleep listening to it. That so. is what they should be doing. We should phone them up and be like, hey, do you want a, do you want a side gig? <laughs> just just speak to me, okay? When we were camping this weekend, Sean, I thought of you because you remember that kid that you overheard at the... Yeah, mums, eh? <laughs> Could I have some marmalade? I want an omelette, mumsy. I want mumsie. an omelette, <laughs> I was at the Chateau Lake Louise. Yeah, so I went down for breakfast and I was just hungover and a piece of crap. And this is what I heard from some kid in some khaki trousers and some friggin' sweater vests. Oh, God. Mumsy. Mumsy. This kid walked through our campsite at one point and he was carrying a box or something and he said, Daddy, I don't know where this goes. And I just burst out laughing. And then one of of my friends is telling me a story about another one of our friends who had a a client in one day, and the client had their kid with them. And the kid said to their mom, like, Mommy, I want a banana. No. This is so. This is the opposite. So the lovely old people British accents. That's lovely, and I want to hear that all day. And then hearing a kid say that kind of thing, I'm like, get your head out of your own ass. I want okay. an omelet. No with matter what bananas. you say, if you started mumsy and you say you want bananas, I, I want you to. Kick your ass out the door. Podcast. So I've got some small town news headlines that I came across. All right. We love small town news. Yeah. There's four of them. Um, These are all real. Okay. Okay. Sometimes we have to make one or two up. Yes. Uh, No, these ones are all real. Uh, We may have used a little bit of creative license here, but I thought maybe we should just launch right into them here. Let's do it. Okay. Small town news with Beckler and Shauna. Good evening. Our top story tonight. The map of lemonade stands is now live on the town's website. It features half a dozen spots to get a cool, refreshing glass of lemonade this summer. The town is asking residents to keep an eye out for weeds. 
If you spot one, shelter in place, do not approach it, and immediately phone the town office. The 11 a.m. pickleball session tomorrow morning has been canceled. <laughs> Dolores says if there's the, there's the possibility of playing later in the day, if there's enough interest. And the town is looking for more bareback riders for the upcoming rodeo. Terry says, quote, I am also looking for more bareback riders. Anyone interested can audition in my bedroom. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Shauna, if you could go back to any moment in music history, any time in music history, what would you choose? And I'm curious to know everyone else's response to this too because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing there would be a wide range of answers for a wide range of reasons. Yeah. You can text us at 403-238-9929. Is there a specific time in, like would you want to go to a big like a big festival like Woodstock or would you want to Woodstock go- is always what comes top of mind because of course it was such a cultural phenomenon, right? Um the way that it's described in first-hand accounts, though, sounds horrible. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know it would. Okay. It would not be for the experience itself, as to just be. I mean, you want to experience all of it just to be there, right? You know? But you're right. It, there's a lot of negative involved in that. I know you've played in orchestras and stuff, so I even wondered for you, would it be to go back and hear one of the great classical composers yeah. perform live or something like that? Well, I think that would probably be it. I also thought of like being in London in the seventies during like the the big punk era, like mm. that, uh, some a moment like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if a significant moment, like one in particular. Um, but yeah, I think it would actually be seeing Beethoven perform. Yeah, <laughs> his Ninth Symphony. As crazy as that sounds, but um, like that one, for example, when you look back at that that moment, he hadn't performed in like twelve years. Uh, he had gone deaf. He composed this entire symphony while deaf, just based on the vibrations of music. And then he appears and he had (laughs) the biggest orchestra he'd ever had. And he, again, was the one who did all of this deaf and was like, no, and then I need singers for this and this massive orchestra. And then he goes up on stage and he performs this and got five standing ovations at (laughs) the end. And that was also at a time where people didn't have an option to hear music outside of a live performance, right? So it wasn't like... No. It would have been... <clears throat> just crazy in there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he, people would have been buzzing. And he was known as a great composer before that, but again, nobody had seen him perform in twelve years because he had lost his hearing in the time, and he had gone through all kinds of stuff, wow. obviously himself. And then he comes up on stage and he performs this, and it becomes one of the greatest pieces of music. I was like, that would be a moment, I think. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's a great answer. Mm-hmm. That's a really good answer. Yeah, I think that would be it. I was inspired to ask this question. I saw this video came down my TikTok feed, and it was of. Uh, Led Zeppelin performing on a Dutch TV show in 1969. So this was just after their first album had come out. And they were all like, you know, 20, 21 years old. And the performance is just unbelievable. Like yeah. they're so they're so tight. And I've always thought to be 17 or 18 years old, like kind of when, when you're very, very influenced by music, though your, your formative musical years, to be that age around like the late 60s, early 70s, and to hear a band like Zeppelin when no one had ever really done that before. Like, yeah. what what must have that experience been like Would have been insane. for those people? And mm-hmm. to anticipate the next Zeppelin record coming out and then, yep. heaven forbid, to see them live. Like, I think even just to, not even necessarily to be at a specific show or anything, but just to be that age at that time and to hear that music for the first time, that must have blown people away. Oh, yeah. Totally. So that would be my answer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a wrong answer to this. No, I don't think so uh, either. I'd like to hear some of yours. The Fangler and Shauna Podcast.
So we got a few messages from friends of the show. By far the most common response is that, and maybe this is just because of the age of the people uh, who listen to this station and show typically, but most people said they would they would have liked to be there for the start of grunge yeah. in the early 90s. Totally. And to see that transition out of the, you know, the hair metal of the 80s into the grunge of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a cool... Again, like, I get it. And because of the ages of our listeners, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I feel like there's more significant moments than that. that mm-hmm. would be Unless that's your list. favorite type of music, right? Oh, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I much prefer that type of music over classical as well. But I just think that it would be insane to see something like that when... Yeah, it's like having a musician who now writes music that is completely deaf and like... And like you said, the fact that no, you couldn't just hear music whenever you wanted back no. then. You had to hear live music and then to hear this guy who hasn't played forever. and Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty monumental. It'd be insane. Um, I think, I mean, just growing up in the early 90s must have been a lot of fun. Yep. It seems like there was a lot about that time. I mean, things were still reasonably affordable and the internet hadn't ruined us all yet. Yeah. And there was cool music coming out and... Yeah. Although, things are always better in the past, right? The grass is always greener on the other side, but we always look back upon things that you, you know, that happened way back and more fondly. So mm-hmm. who knows? If you're living in that time, you'd probably be like, oh, this sucks. I wish I lived in whatever era, right? There are times in the past, though, when I don't think I would want to live. Mm. The, the time, 80s is one yeah, for me. Yeah, the 80s just like... Just bad, bad style, bad music, bad... Bad clothes, bad cars. Oh man! Bad music. And Cliff, my boyfriend, loves '80s music, so he's gonna be so offended that I said that. But it's not good, okay? It really is. Not a fan of '80s music. I'm it, sorry. It's funny whenever someone has like an '80s party here, like an '80s ski weekend, or an 80, it's all like the tight and bright stuff. And yeah. then you look at actual pictures from the '80s, and it wasn't that. No, that's not how people dressed. Mm-mm. They dressed terribly. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And I'll, I'll have '80s. I love having the '80s parties and doing the tight and bright stuff. That's fun. Uh, but yeah, no. No, when you look back realistically, it was not a good time. It's revisionist history, those parties. It really is, yeah. I wouldn't want to live during, I mean, during the war. No. When times were really tough, during the Depression, during the war. Those would be tough times. Yeah. Um, But then, like, like Bo and I were... 70s would be a blast. 70s would be a ton of fun. Or, like, Bo and I were watching The Sandlot recently, which is set in, I think, the 50s or the early 60s. -hmm. And it's just that, like, idyllic... Yeah. Small town United States setting, which I think would be nice. I guess maybe depending on who you are. That's true. Yeah. If you're a person of color, you might not want to go back to sure. that time. Nope. The 70s always like, everybody's just on happy drugs. I'm like, that <laughs> looks like a great time. You know, everybody just seems to be happy. Yeah. And like the pill had been invented and everyone was expressing themselves that way. Yep. Music was cool. Clothes mm-hmm. were cool. The yep. cars were cool. Yeah. That'd be a good time. 70s. I think so. Do you think people will look back on growing up at this time fondly? No. I don't think so either. No. No. I think I think between COVID and the internet and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a time like right now. Super tense political situation. Yes. Don't think it'll be now. Nope. Although you know how you can create some good memories. Would that be in a new home from Shane Holmes, Shauna? Sure is. Yeah. That's yeah. where you can do it. You and your family can customize that home. You can make it absolutely perfect for you. Yep. And it will be the place that you create good memories. Exactly. From this time. Yep. You got to talk to Shane Holmes if you're thinking of building. ShaneHolmes.com. The better way to build. The Beckler and 
Shauna podcast. I thought you'd be pretty excited about this, Beckler. Uh, I met one of my neighbors yesterday, and he has got to be at least 6'8". I almost want to say he could have been a 7-footer. Well, that's... Which is it? Well, this... That's a big difference. I mean, 6'8 is nothing to shake a stick at. You know... But 7 feet, I will cancel like, plans and come see I, him. Now that I think about 6'8, I'm like, no, that's actually too reasonable. He was definitely... Because I've seen guys who are pretty tall before, and I'm always like, nah, it's okay. Uh, so he's got to be above that. Like, he's... He's... Man, I don't... I'm going to have to ask him. I was too polite to, find out. to ask him last... But he got... So I was walking out, and I it's funny because I don't see people on my floor very often. So all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, there's somebody there. And he was massive. And I was like, whoa. So I'm sure my response was probably, what's wrong with this lady? But if you're seven feet, you've also got to... Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people look at you and go, you holy looks. hell. You're used to the looks. But he was massive. He was saying was, he was like taller than the, the door frame. Like, I was like, you are a tall, tall man. What would the door frame in your apartment be? You could use that as almost like they do at stores... When someone steals something and runs out, yep. and they have that like ruler on the wall. We should have more of those around just for these moments, yeah. just so we can really know, right? So I can be like, can you actually just walk a little closer to that door frame for me? Thanks. Good. Seven feet. Holy hell. That's it, exciting. It was awesome. It's funny, though. There are a lot of really tall, long bodies in my building. Huh. And I'm wonder. I'm trying to figure out why. And then I was thinking, like, so MNP Sports Center is close by. Yep. And I know a lot of long bodies hang out there and work there. There's some long, long bodies some there. Some real long ones. Uh, and then we have a we have a basketball court in our building. So I'm almost wondering if there's some things about the building that maybe are attracting the long bodies there <laughs> because it seems like there's a disproportionately large amount of them. And it's very exciting. So okay. I know you as somebody who loves the tall the tall men uh, would be pretty pretty stoked on this. Next time I see him though, I'm, I will ask his height just so just so we know. It's an awkward question to ask a tall person too because they I get know. it all the time. I know, but I would like to know. Okay, so instead, no. What I'll do is I'll take one of those things in the door frames at the store and I'll put it by my elevator in my floor. <laughs> so the next time you sit, just I can I can do my own. Kind Where of did just that come from? Him. That's weird. You could also just say to him, "Hey, my friend wants to know how tall you are," is which might even better? be weirder. <laughs> I know. I've been talking about you. Hey, sir, I've been talking a lot about you. You and your long body. You and your long body. How long is that body? Please tell me. <laughs> Exact measurements only. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I believe it was Rob who submitted this. You can't look cool doing <laughs> earlier this week. I really love these. I do too. Uh, it was being in a porta potty too long. So he said his friend had this experience at the golf course, and he was right beside the driving range where he said, of course, everybody then knew how long he'd been in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and if there's just one porta potty, mm -hmm. then it's super obvious, right? It's if there's a you're at a festival and there's a bank of them, like different. no one's no one's running a timer on each Absolutely one. Absolutely not, no. Or even like a public washroom. But mm -hmm. yeah, if there's like one or two porta potties, yeah. And especially if someone's waiting and you've been in there too long, that's the worst. If there's if there's a line, there. oh man, oh god, you walking out of there is the walk of shame for sure. At that point, you should just take a bow, and be like, <laughs> I would wait a few minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. I would wait. <laughs> I'm going home for the day. Like oh you gotta be. Oh my god! Yeah. If it's a single porta potty, you yeah. gotta be in and out of there pretty fast. Ferrari. Any, any bathroom like that, right? Yes. That's what you need to do for sure. So, uh, <laughs> oh my god, I've got one to add to that as well. If I could, uh, you can't look cool running out of toilet paper either. Hmm. I don't think this has ever happened. Well, okay. So in the privacy of my own home, where I've had to more, call someone. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's awkward. Uh, but the, it's a lot more common for women. Like when you're mm. in a bathroom, because we always need toilet paper. So it's always running out. And 
then you're sitting there and you're like, oh, great. <laughs> so then you have to ask the person politely next to you if they could actually spare a few squares for you. And then there's always this magical hand that appears underneath the stall and <laughs> gives so it to you. And You're looking out for each other then. You are. Which is great. But it's always just a little bit awkward. Or as you said, in your own house when you have to do the awkward scooch. I just you yell. don't have any like, oh, for God's... But I've if you don't kids. have anybody near... Hey! Yeah, bring dad a roll would be great <laughs> if you don't have kids like me though then you have your pants down and you're doing the awkward scooch like a dog dragging its ass along the grass and you're like oh geez that's going probably to get it where not it is. how you should do it if well, you're going it, to get toilet paper i would recommend just kind of waddling on the ass yeah not going on your ass at that and, moment yeah no no it wouldn't wouldn't actually do it on the ass but that's kind of what you look like okay <laughs> right though if you're doing that sort of like doing this one yes I have been in a stall I've been in a public bathroom before where there's no one else around and then you you decide if you want to risk it or not you're like do you keep the pants down and then really quickly exit the stall and try to go into the next one to get the toilet paper or do you have to then put them kind of halfway up and then half right because right, if someone a, comes in and you're like your pants are down at your ankles and then you're fully exposed tell you what you're not going to look cool in that moment here's my quiff no, not yeah, no, at all not cool the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Do you remember recently you and I were talking about how difficult it is to receive compliments? Yeah, and, and then we were complimenting each other and it was yeah, really awkward. Super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very uncomfortable round of compliments. It sure was, yeah. Try this out with your friends. This is fun. Okay. So last year when we went on this camping trip, we were sitting around the fire with some friends. There was a lull in the conversation. And my wife, McKenna, just out of nowhere, suggested that we all go around the circle and say our favorite thing about one of our friends specifically. Mm. And this poor guy was squirming the entire time. <laughs> I think he even shed a few tears by the end because oh he he's got like compliments rained down upon him unexpectedly. That is phenomenal. Then she did it again this year. Same friends, oh, same camping trip. She's like, let's do that again. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> Same thing. Did he cry again? He didn't. He was more prepared for it this time. So okay, but same situation, same guy. He was just. It's very like you said. It's very difficult to sit there. Yep. And take it's super awkward. Ten fifteen. Minutes I can't of do it. I would rather just leave. Like, I think it's got to be one of the ultimate pranks you can play on a friend uh-huh. because it's both cruel, but it's the exact opposite of cruel. Yeah. You have to sit there and take it while everyone is just saying the nicest things about well, you. Well, it's the same. It's like killing people with kindness, yes. right? It actually almost does kill them. Yeah. Is he a very unemotional guy? Uh, yeah, he's not a super emotional That's dude. That's it. Yeah, you got to yeah. do it with the person who's like rock hard. Yes. Yeah, break him down. Break him <laughs> down. <laughs> if you can catch them off guard, uh-huh. even better. Like yeah. just out of nowhere. Oh, that's perfect. I think you should try springing this one on one of your friends sometime soon. Like you said, pick the guy. Pick the guy who's no emotion. Get him. You and I are fairly unemotional people, which yeah. is why it was so awkward for us to do. I'm going to start just randomly springing you with compliments, too. Someone who's very... in the middle of a break or something, really throw you off. Who do you think would handle it well? Someone who's just very, like, very loving and very, like... Mm-hmm. Like, oh, thank you. That's so kind. You yeah. Know? And yeah. Like, they, I'd be like, get me out of here. I'd rather die. Yep. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I'm getting settled into my new place right now. Um, and as you may remember, I moved from a condo that was double the size to, yeah, one that's about half the size. You and halved I, your space. I hey? halved my space. And I was, I was a bit hesitant at the time, obviously. And my parents thought I was crazy. They were like, what are you doing? You're going into one of those tiny, like 600 square foot places, whatever. You know what? I don't miss the space at all. At all, but you did a big like purge, didn't I you? Did you got a, rid of a bunch of stuff. I got rid of half my stuff, a hundred percent, because I was like, I'm not 
putting anything into storage. I don't need to. I didn't have a ton of furniture that was worth like a lot of money mm-hmm. that I wanted to save or anything like that. So I was just like, no, I'm just going to I'm going to cleanse my place, get down to this size place and see how how we do. And it was funny because when I first moved in, you forget that like the boxes that adds a lot of space. Oh yeah. So when yeah. I was stacking things in there at the point I was like there's no way all this is going to fit anywhere. Like I was looking around I'm like, "Oh, I've made a large mistake." And I was pretty stressed out at time. But then you start unloading the boxes and you realize that they, yeah, they go into the cupboards and things start getting mm-hmm. placed in their spots. And I I think it's great. Every pl- everything has a place. That's what's really nice about a place that's that small is that everything needs to have a designated area because that's the only place that it will fit. You know what I mean? And you have to be diligent about putting those things in their place. If you start to leave stuff lying around, then it'll feel tight, right? Totally. And it, but it's very, it's awesome. Like it's just neat to have that. And again, everything has a place and it just feels, it feels refreshing. Yeah. But it's funny because my parents still don't quite get it. So the other day my mom was on the phone with me and she was like, yeah, like we're just trying to, you know, explain to our friends what the new trend is like these small little spots where you've got a lot of amenities and because your parents did a big downsize too right they sure did but they still don't understand this like they still come from a generation where i think space was that meant you've you know that's bigger is better bigger is better and you want the giant space in the suburbs and all that kind of stuff with the white picket fence so even them talking to me now about it they're like oh we're so happy but they're yeah we have to kind of explain to people as if it needs justification and i'm like Mm -hmm. no if you don't have a family you don't need the space I think that's what it comes down to, right? Like, if it was just me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't need much at all. No. I wouldn't need many things, and I wouldn't need much space. But you forget as you get older and you, you gain space, again, it's our habit to collect things. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize how much stuff you have that you never, ever, ever use. Like, when I started downsizing, I was like, oh, my God, there's so much that's been sitting in here for five years that I've never even touched. Collectively, we're bad for that, especially when you see other parts of the world, you know? like Yes. You look at what those where they have like those overhead shots of a, of an apartment in Hong Kong and the like what people do with the space there yeah. and how efficiently they use it. Yeah. I mean that's pretty tight. That's yes. pretty tight especially if that's you're living with other people. That's the extreme for sure, but but like we moved we moved to last year and we moved to a house that's over twice the size of our old one. Yeah. And the old like maybe it's cuz we have kids running around and they come with stuff and but it just feels like we can breathe a little more mm-hmm. at this place. It feels like we're like there isn't always something in the way. Yeah. But you know, like you said, if you were by yourself, you could really you could really pare it down to just the essentials if you, you wanted to. And we hoard, right? Like we're yep. constantly buying stuff and especially with kids, right? You're everybody's always giving them extra stuff and you 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 just collect stuff so quickly and you forget like, ah, oh, this is actually not needed at all. Right. This is a little excessive. So And I would refreshing. never I would never need more space than I have right now, like yeah. even as a family unless we had more kids yes, or of course. You know, I think at that point it's just status. Got a then, small right? zoo at the end, you know. Exactly. A bunch of animals. Yeah, if you've got a whole litter of kids, you know, mm-hmm. then you need the extra space. You sure but, do. But yeah, uh, it's it's quite refreshing. Really, I bet I, it is. I always thought I was like, remember we've talked before about how I was tempted to even get a tiny home, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know if I could do it. And now I'm like, I could 100% do it, and I would not feel cramped at all. You know, you use your your bed to sleep in. I use my couch to do work. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything outside of that. You yeah. really don't. So maybe tiny homes next. After that, it's just a bit of a pissing contest, isn't it? And it so. sure is. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good for you. A wiener showing contest. Nice. Yeah. yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna.
got an etymology request from front of the show, Fred. Okay. Although it's a little bit different than an etymology request. We'll let Fred explain here. I don't know if you've done this one already, but not necessarily what are the origins of the word lieutenant, but in particular, so in America, we say lieutenant, obviously, but in Canada, you say lieutenant. And I want to know why that is, because there is nary an F nor a PH anywhere near that word. So I'm like, what? Is it French? Something French? And while we're at it on rankings or ranks, how the hell do we get Colonel from C-O-L-O-N-E-L? Like, (laughs) really, Lieutenant and Colonel. What's the etymology on on that? Great use of the voice memo app there, Fred. Thank yeah, you for thanks, that. Yeah, thanks, Fred. Do you have an answer for him, Shauna? Yeah, although it's a lot of theories, they're not entirely certain. But uh, first of all, the word lieutenant came into Middle English in the 1300s, and it's from the French, lieu, which means place, as we say in lieu of, right? And tenant meaning holding. So placeholder is what it means, and it's because the lieutenant is a placeholder um, for, you know, a superior officer, mm-hmm. essentially. So that's where they get it. But since the beginning, the British have commonly pronounced the first syllable of lieutenant as the F or V. And the only theory they can think of is that maybe the the U was mistaken for a V. Really? So, Lieutenant, and then it became lieutenant from lieutenant. Uh, others think that the French may have way, way back when uh, historically actually pronounced Lou as Louvre. So they think that the French may have used the V sound for a U back then, and that's kind of how we got it. So It's really funny that it could be as simple as someone's U's looking like V's. 100%. Like someone drew the, that wrote is, the U wrong, Yeah, and then we've been pronouncing it wrong all these years. That's it. That's really funny. And the U.S. tend to just sometimes like to go further away, like have their own distinct yep. pronunciations. So that's why they would say it one way, and we kind of go with the British. Uh, when it comes to Colonel... Uh, first off, it comes from the Italian word colonello, which is the position given to an officer responsible for a column of officers. That's where colonello comes okay. from. Um, but then it should be pronounced, you'd think, colonel, if mm-hmm. that's where it comes from. But when the French added it to their language, they turned ter- turned the word to coronel. And they experts think it's just because the French liked the R sound better than the L. So they, because of their language, and French is very poetic, right? And they used to do this the odd time. When they would borrow a word, they would add something that they think just sounds a little nicer. (laughs) They'd fancy it up a little? They'd fancy it up a little. So that's what they think probably happened. And then it just became interchanged, right? Like Colonel and Colonel was the way that it was pronounced in different ways. And then that's where we adopted it from is just these different pronunciations. So Okay, because that'd be a weird one to explain to someone who had never seen it before. Yep. And it's just probably because the French are like, we th- we like the sound of the R. It sounds prettier. So, colonel, it is instead of colonel. We're just playing better than you. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to say it this way. Yep. And then the explanation for lieutenant as well. Yeah. Those are both pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because why not? You know? Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. 
The Stampeders are off to a 1-1 one one start this year and are hoping for another successful season like they've had in recent years. However, the Stamps' success didn't always come easy. In fact, the Stamps went through an absolutely awful drought in the late 70s. 1976 was their worst season on record, going 2-12-2. During this period, they failed to make the postseason seven years in a row. There was a brief bright spot in 1978 when they appeared in the West Division semifinal, pounding the Blue Bombers 38-4, but that was quickly eclipsed by losing to Edmonton in the West Final. In 1979, they made another quick appearance in the postseason and once again lost out to their Edmonton rivals. Damn it. After that, they didn't win a playoff game until 1991. At the same time, there was a new team in town, the Calgary Flames, which hurt ticket sales even more. Ticket sales were probably down below 10,000 at this time. Things got so bad, the franchise discussed calling it quits, and it nearly happened with the news reporting of the team's demise. This is when a group of fans decided to band together to save the team. A campaign known as the SOS, or Save Our Stamps, campaign began. It was spearheaded by a man named Pat Peacock. He heard of the team's turmoil and felt that something had to be done. So he got some professional help from an accountant who offered his services pro bono, and another close friend who was an insolvency lawyer, and they got to work. The goal was to sell 18,000 season tickets. This would allow the team to pay off their debt and stay afloat. Well, the campaign worked and people were signing up in droves. The team was selling at least 1,000 tickets a day and they wound up selling 22,400, nearly 4,500 tickets beyond their goal. They even created a song to go along with this campaign, although upon listening to it, I'm not sure if this helped the team or hampered them. Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative, X929, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. It's my new energy shred pre-workout. Every time I do one of those, I feel like I'm on meth, so I try to stay away from How do you know what it's like to be on meth? Uh, I don't know. I guess that's what that's like. Well, I'm I'm almost certain that... uh, 10 out of 10 meth users will ag- agree that this probably just makes you want to work out hard. And, uh, harder than meth. <laughs> X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca. 